Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today we're doing episode 618 and we're in the middle of figuring out how to master those monsters. Master your monsters and we're going to talk about something really important today. Today's workshop or episode or topic is bad days. Now I use this picture on purpose. It's kind of dark and cloudy and hazy, you can't really tell, but let's just pretend that it is, right? And this is a picture from a car, obviously, where I was the passenger and my wife Joy was driving, and we had a long way to go and we were just coming into a town somewhere. Anyway, today we're going to talk about how to rescue a rotten day. Now, we all have rotten days or days that we imagine or feel like they're rotten. Something's wrong with them energetically. They don't work. Things go south, whatever, right? We all have those. <clears throat> I do a, sometimes a, an unscientific survey of people, and I define days like this. Good days are days when you feel like the wind is at your back and, you know, it's just everything's going well and everybody shows up on time and things just go well, you know, outrageous, good days, really good days. And then I define mediocre days as days where, you know, some things go right, some things go wrong. You're like, oh, can I get through today? You know, not, not that good, but you know, not that bad. It's okay, right? And you hope, well, you know, maybe tomorrow will be better. And you kind of hope that tomorrow is one of those outrageous good days. And then we have rotten days where everything just goes south, 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 south. Nobody shows up on time. Nobody does what they're supposed to do. Nobody brings whatever, you know, you know the drill, right? So here's the question. The question is, when you have a good day, like the good ones, not the medium ones, not the rotten, but the good days, how much more productive are you? How much better are things on those days? When I ask people that, <clears throat> two parts to the survey. One, <clears throat> excuse me, people tell me uh, anywhere between two and five times as much. Some people say, oh, when I have those good days, I get five times as much done. And maybe that's realistic and maybe it isn't. I don't know. But double is an answer I get a lot. I at least twice as much done on those good days. And that's, I, I believe that's true. My answer is closer to five. Uh, maybe three, three and a half, four times as much done on those great days. Then the second part of the survey is, is this, which is when you think about the days that you have, how, how many days do you have that are good and how many days you have that are mediocre and how many days do you have that are rotten? Usually the answers that I get, and this is very unscientific, so I'm not claiming any standard deviations or percentage error points, but it's about 60 or 70% medium days and maybe 10 or 15% rotten days. 
and then maybe 10% good days. And if you think about that, and I don't know what it is for you, you know, medium days, great days and rotten days, but regardless of how you would divide those up, what would it be like if you could have 75 or 80% good days? Imagine how powerful you'd feel, how much you'd get done, how joyful life would be if you had 80% good days, where everything was at your back, everything worked right, and you were in a fabulous power mood all day long. And you got twice as much or three times as much or even five times as much done as those other days. Well, that's what we're talking about here. And there's a book that I wrote called The Results Equation. And The Results Equation is all about how to have, it's from dream to done in five simple steps. And because we're on video here, I'm going to show it. And if you're listening to the audio, you'll need to go to the video and see. This is what the book looks like, The Results Equation. And it talks about from dream to done in five simple steps. And if you're interested, you can find that on my website, www.kellenflukiger.com. But regardless, it talks about how to have 80% good days, one of the chapters. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here today. And I framed it as how to rescue a rotten day. Because often when we get to a rotten day, something happens and it's going south. Uh, Often we just sort of sag into that and the day is ruined and we barely scrape through and maybe we drag it from rotten to mediocre or the bottom half of mediocre. So how would you do that? How do you rescue a rotten day? Well, here's the thing I want to share with you and, and that is this. I have a story about my dog and this is a true story, absolutely happened, happened, happened and gave me this perspective and this little tool. And this isn't the only one that I give in the results equation. It's just one of many. But here, here's what happened. So I went for, I was getting ready to go for a walk with my dog one morning uh, when we lived in Phoenix. And I'd gotten up and the day had started great. I did my morning routine. I exercised. I did my other stuff. And I was feeling really good. And then... I got a piece of really bad news, something just unexpected and a big, a big negative happened. Boom, right between the eyes. So I was feeling frustrated. And then I went and got an email and it was more bad news, piled on bad news. And then I got another piece of bad news. And then I just went to walk the dog and I was in the foulest of moods. I was not angry, but I was feeling hopeless and really worried. And while I was on the, the, right at the beginning of the walk, the first five minutes, I got another phone call. And it was another piece of really significant negative news. And I was feeling completely overwhelmed. So much so that I actually wanted to sit down on the curb and cry. I was overwhelmed. I was just, I didn't know what to do. And that was truly how I felt. And then I didn't sit down to cry, even though I wanted to. I just kept walking the dog, but I was as low as I could get with, you know, overwhelm, eight ball. I didn't know what to do, etc. 
And and I looked then I looked at the dog, and here's what I saw. The dog was in the same physical space with me the whole time. In the house in the morning, and then as we started the walk and everything. And my mood change hadn't affected the dog at all. In fact, the dog was just as happy, jumping around, looking for a rabbit to chase, and you know, whatever. That and I thought, how is it that the dog can be here with me in the same place and not be affected by any of this? And then the obvious occurred to me, which is this entire drama has taken place in my mind. Like nothing has actually happened outside. Nobody got hit by a car. The house didn't burn down. All of these pieces of bad news were news. They affected me mentally, spiritually, energetically inside. The dog wasn't having, wasn't having any of it. And I thought, how weird. How weird. So I thought, so what is the lesson I can get here? So I'm going to share the lesson with what I did. I thought, all right. So that I, I'm not going to die here. And then I did sit down <clears throat> for a moment to gather my thoughts and figure out what to do. And so here are the steps that I took. The first thing I thought is, all right, I'm going to, to list everything that's bothering me, everything that's on my plate, all these big knocks between the eyeballs that I have received. I'm just going to list them all. And so I said them all out loud, and if I had been inside sitting at my desk, I would have written them down, but I was outside taking a walk. So I just said them all, this and this and this and this and this and this. And the list was long. And when I got done looking at the list, Mentally, I was looking at my list of things. I laughed. I thought, that's ridiculous. I can't possibly take care of, do anything about all that stuff. There's just too many, way too flipping many of these. I can't do that. So I laughed, and I thought, that's ridiculous to think, to be weighed down by all those things. I can't do anything about many of them anyway. And I thought, wait a minute, what if we separate them? So the first thing I did is I separated the ones in my mind that I can't do anything about. I can't, there's a pile of these I can't do anything about. So I put them over here. Uh, I'm just going to dismiss those from my mind. I can't do anything about them anyway. And then I thought, okay, this is the, the, the other pile that I can do something about. Which ones could I do something about right now? And that narrowed it even further because some of them were stuff I could do something about, but not right now. They involved, you know, someone else or some other set of circumstances. So I'm going to put those to the side because I can't do anything about those right now. Now, of the ones that are left, which ones of these really matter and which ones are nice to have, which ones are really important? So I separated it even further. And when I got down with things I couldn't do anything about and dismiss those, things I couldn't do anything about right now and, and put those aside and then cut the remaining up by which ones really matter, it was a fairly small pile of things that really mattered that I could do something about right now. And then I thought, oh, wow, this is way better. And then I organized those according to priority, which one is first, which one's second, which one's third, and took action right then. Made a phone call, did a thing, and by then I'd gotten up and started walking, and so we were 
halfway through the walk, and I took a couple of actions right then. I made a couple phone calls, did some things on the ones I could handle right then, made choices about what I was going to do on the others as soon as I got home. And I found that very quickly I'd exhausted, between finishing the walk and getting home, I'd exhausted the list of things that I could do something about right now, and certainly all the important ones, and I'd done that. And that was fine. So those are logical steps. But here's the key. What I noticed was that in doing that, I went from wanting to sit down and cry completely overwhelmed, obliterated, and destroyed by the prospects of, because of these things that had happened, to feeling in control, having taken the action I could, brighter outlook for the day, and like, I'm on this. And it was sparked by the dog, because the dog wasn't having any of this nonsense. And they were in the same emotional space as I was, and the whole dance had taken place in my head. So I knew, it came to me, that look, if all this negativity, I went from happy to destroyed in my head, I went from destroyed back to happy in my head with my priorities organized, action taken on the ones that really mattered right now, and I thought, I'm back to okay. And the entire drama took place in my head. And that was the key. And so here's what I want to suggest for you. We all have these rotten days, right? I mean, there's no question. You're going to have them. I have them. Where uncontrolled things outside of us seem to destroy the day. And sometimes those uncontrolled things are stuff that other people do. You know, somebody else does something. Sometimes they're external circumstances. I call that the weather. It isn't always the weather, rain, snow, or sunshine. It might be, you know, the economy. It might be someone else's choices. But I, I just call it all the weather because I can't control any of it. And sometimes it's an accumulation of things I haven't done or action that I procrastinated. I could have done earlier and didn't. And that comes home to roost, plop, on my head, Right. But whatever it is, here's your challenge right now for rescuing your rotten days. So make a choice right now to do two things. One, you make a decision, a determination that you're not going to have rotten days. I'm done. I'm not having rotten days. I may have days that don't work out like I want. I may have days where things go completely south on me, but I'm not going to have a rotten day. Just not where I feel completely overwhelmed and destroyed. Instead, what I'm going to do when an accumulation of things feels overwhelming is I'm going to do the dog exercise, right? Step one, dump everything out on paper if you need to that's on your mind, that's weighing down on you. Sort out the things you cannot control. You cannot control and you can't do anything about right now. And set them aside. That doesn't mean ignore them. That doesn't mean pretend they're not important. That just means I'm not going to carry those rocks in my backpack or let them weigh on my heart right now because I can't do anything about them. I'm going to set them over there, not to ignore, but for later because later is appropriate. And maybe some of them go on the never shelf because they depend on someone else's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. But put them mentally and emotionally aside. And then sort the rest, which can you act on right now? And of that pile, what is the priority? A, B, C, which one matters most? And then make a plan and attack those things. 
So those are the steps in creating your path to rescuing a rotten day. Externalities are going to happen. People are going to misbehave according to what you thought was going to happen. And the weather is going to be bad some days. But your sovereign right is to be happy and to choose to organize the things you can do with what is important to you. We can really only do one thing at a time. And making a choice to sequence or put off all those other things is the tool and the key to rescuing a rotten day, any day that it comes. The final point is to remember this. No matter what you decide to do, if you do it with a heavy heart, you'll be less effective, less powerful, less creative than if you do the very same activities with with determination, with a connection to the divine, and looking up with a desire to add good to the world. That's it for rescuing a rotten day. I can promise you, not only because I had the funny experience with the dog, but because I've tried this now over and over again, and it works. And it will work every time. Again, I would recommend getting the Results Equation book and seeing the whole chapter and all the rest of them that will teach you how to get any dream you want accomplished in five steps. And one of those steps is figuring out how to create 80% of good days where the wind is at your back and you're able to move super powerfully powerfully forward to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.